Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey guys, so have you heard about the Confident and Purpose program? It is a 90-day program that is going to help you launch you into the more confident you, the version of you who understands who you are, understands what your purpose is, understands what your gifts are, and are actively working to pursue those things. Y'all, I'm so excited about this program. If you are a woman of faith and you know that there is more for you, if you are ready to walk into your next, if you are tired of being on your nine to five, living an unfulfilled life, or if you are tired of just pouring out and serving and investing in everyone else, but not investing in yourself, and you know that there is a call on your life, you know that there is something more that you absolutely should be doing, and you know that time is a ticking and you need to begin to execute those things and make those things a reality, but yet you find yourself having trouble um, making time for yourself and being consistent and even identifying what it is that you should be doing, girl, this is the program for you. We are going to spend 90, this program is going to be 90 days and we're going to walk you through the process of understanding those things so that you can courageously redefine your life, unlock your gifts, create a strategic goal completion plan, give yourself permission to dream and execute those dreams. Y'all, it is so possible. In this space, we offer accountability. We offer community. Um, there'll be a digital workbook that will go along with that. And you'll get a spiritual and natural gift assessment. So you will be super clear on what you've been called to do, the areas that you've been called to show up in. Girl, you know what that means? That means clarity. That means direction. That means that you know when to say no and you know when to say yes girl it makes your yeses easier and your no's a whole lot easier because you understand your purpose you're living a life full of intentionality which allows you to show up as your best self in every single area of your life when you invest in you it automatically benefits those around you and so so many of us, we, we want our kids to live their best life. We want our kids to do the best that they possibly can, but we haven't been that example for them. It starts with us. And so I'm so excited about this program. There is an application process, so you want to click the link in the show notes in order to apply for the program. Once you apply for the program, if your application is accepted, we will hop on a purpose strategy call. And that call will serve as your second interview, but you'll also, will also get to know each other and you'll leave with a strategy that will help you get started on your purpose journey, whether we decide to go forward with the program or not. So pretty much it's a win-win type deal. 
<laughs> but I'm so excited to be able to offer this program. I know so many women who are ready to move into that next, who are ready to um, answer that call for more, but just aren't sure how to get started. And so I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to get started on this journey. And um, I'll see you soon. Hey, ladies, welcome to this week's episode of Boss Ladies Connect. Y'all, I'm so excited about this conversation. Let me just tell you, just get ready to sit back and let Jessica Love take you on this journey, which has been her life. I absolutely love her transparency that she has in this conversation. And before we get started, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. I do want to, however, welcome all of our first-time listeners. Hey, hey, I'm so excited that you're with us. And for our OBs, girl, sis, we about to sit back and have a really great, transparent, in-depth conversation with Jessica Love. Jessica Love is a singer, speaker, influencer, model, and creative director that provides assimilation, marketing, business strategy, and creative services for several prominent churches around the world. She got her start in marketing and business, working for the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago Bulls, NASCAR, and Wheaton Bible College. When her career took a turn, vastly, after releasing a duet with Todd Delaney in 2014. This duet peaked at number 15 on Billboard charts. She had performed on stages all over the world, opening for and seeking background vocals for some of the top artists in gospel music. She went from offices and boardrooms to ministering through song. In 2016, Jessica gave birth to her son early at 22 weeks. Doctors said he had zero chance of survival due to several complications. She went on almost a four-year hiatus to stay by her son's side and as he was in and out of the hospital, and he had several near-death experiences. Her passion now is using her influence and music to support families with terminally ill children. Much of her offstage work ministering is ministering to those in hospitals and rehabilitation centers. In honor of her son, she launched the Love to Life Foundation that supports several mothers and terminally ill young adults. Her passion is helping people become the best versions of themselves. She brings healing, laughter, deliverance, comfort, and acceptance to those she touches via Jesus. Y'all, this is not a, even a lie. <laughs> when you hear this episode, you will feel those very things. You will feel her healing, her laughter, her deliverance, and her comfort that she offers even through her experiences and her journey in life. And so guys, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor and we're going to dive right into this conversation. I do want to let you know that I, I had a little cold. I was under the weather a little bit, so my voice sounds a little bit lower than hers, but the conversation is still great um, nevertheless. And I'm so excited um, that we're able to share with you. So sit back or keep on driving, whatever it is that you're doing and get ready for a really great conversation. Hey, everybody. Hey, boss ladies. I am so excited about today's conversation with Jessica Love. I'm so excited to connect with her. She has been doing so many awesome things and she just has 
an awesome story that I'm super excited to dive into. But before we get talking and get into that space, Jessica, can you tell everyone a little bit about you, what you do, um, who you are, and give us a fun fact, a fun fact, something that somebody <laughs> wouldn't just know by stalking you, like something I wouldn't know, but um, just a fun fact about you. Yes. My name is Jessica Love. I am a worship leader, singer, and songwriter from the Chicagoland area. I'm blessed to, you know, be able to lead worship all over the world and as well as running an agency and a company that services many churches around the world and just helping them with their marketing and reaching their community and loving and reaching people. Uh, that's a huge part of um, my call as well. A lot of people just think I just sing and I'm like silly, but I'm running a whole business behind the scenes and um, recently signed uh, and, and sign plus size model as well. So got a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on, but at the same time, like everybody else have my story, have my journey, um, have my, my tough broken, uh, for sure. So I can't wait to just dive in. And something that people may not know about me is I'm sensitive. Uh, a lot of people think that I'm very, uh, confident and bold and uh, I don't know I'm not quite sure how I portray myself in that way because I'm really not that way I'm sensitive um, I'm even a little shy sometimes when it comes on on one-on-one -on -one things a lot of people see like people who hop on stage and y'all are like oh they're outgoing and it's like no I'm not going on stage <laughs> so I think I feel like a lot of people are disappointed sometimes when they meet me because they see this huge personality. And I've just been like that since I was a little kid, like in large groups of people, I just turn on. But in smaller, one-on-one, -on -one, more intimate situations, I'm actually kind of shy and very sensitive. Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you think it, it has something to do with, because I feel like for me, I'm really introverted but I have extroverted tendencies. Like when I get into spaces where I have to be extroverted, I'll do that. Yeah. But I also feel like it's like when I'm walking in something that is like my anointing, then there's like, it just illuminates. Yeah. And when I'm just doing my regular stuff, I fall back. Yeah. No, I can totally agree. I feel like God just gives us the grace to do whatever it is we are called to do. So funny part, about me is small groups of people make me nervous so if I get booked to do like a smaller event I'm actually sometimes a little bit nervous until I get into the vein um but if I'm asked to speak preach or sing at thousands of people I, there's not a nerve in my body um I'm yeah and so I just feel like God, I guess, knew who I was going to be, what I was going to be yeah, called. Just like, you're not called that I don't to the small. Yeah, and it's not like I don't go to small. And sometimes I, I push myself to do smaller things sometimes just to build, you know, that that strength there. Um, I am definitely have tried to say that I'm an introvert, but I don't think that I am. I'm definitely an extrovert. But I do think that I definitely need to recharge a lot and I think mostly, like, I feel like what's disappointing is you exert all of this on stage. And when you get off, you don't have anything <laughs> a lot of the time. So what's pulling from that depth 
because people want to connect with you. They want to feel you and they want to feel the love of God like in you. Mm-hmm. So many times I find myself just pulling from an inner love, from an inner strength that I don't always have for sure. Yeah. I was talking to the Lord the other day <laughs> and I just started realizing that like, because I, I do a lot of pouring, a lot of talking to people and I have like a couple of communities that I really need like that downtime to yeah. just to refuel, but I wasn't seeing it as refuel. I was just, I don't know, just doing stuff, but it's become like real obvious to me now that, that I have to take, like, I'm better when I'm full. Yeah. I'm so much better when I'm moving to other spaces. And so I'm trying to work on being still long enough to get full. (laughs) Yeah. I think the reminder for me, um, when it comes to taking breaks, resting, stepping away is the constant reminder that God didn't create me so that I can minister to other people. I know that sounds sacrilegious because we're all, God created me for his love, for his glory. He created me because he loves me. He created me to exist. And so I feel like sometimes we'll exhaust ourselves doing the work of the Lord. And it's that same principle of I need, when that airplane is going down, I need to put the mask over myself before I put it over my baby. And so there were times where I needed a break, but I wouldn't take a break because I'm like, well, the people need me. And it it was that realization that these aren't my people. These are God's people. Mm. And there are billions of people in the world and God will find a way to do and be whatever he needs to be. Stop putting the pressure of God over my life. So if I can't go sing at the thing, if I can't go preach at the thing, heck, if I can't take your phone call. Like this year, huge, because I went through a mental illness struggle and battle last year around this time. I now have to gauge that space. So before I used to have a million and a hundred people on my line who were suicidal, who were going through all kinds of things that I could counsel. And this year I've had to pass it along and say, hey, I'm not able to walk with you through this, but I know a counselor who can, I know a therapist who can. So for me, my walking away is another yet another step of faith because I can't outwork God. And so the more I rest, the more he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I was, I was talking to somebody today about like how God just really, what he wants is our presence. And yes. he, wants, he wants the relationship with us. And like, yeah. um, I was listening to Priscilla Schreier and she was saying, sometimes we are so busy doing good that we don't have enough energy to do the God thing. Yeah. us to do and so I was like I'm working on it Lord I'm working on it <laughs> uh, there was a big pastor I forget which one it was so I don't want to go misnaming people but he said on the pulpit it was a guy an African guy with with thousands of churches that he planted and I think he had some experience where he died and went to heaven something like that and when he got up there God was like this is great but I never told you to do any of this and he had to come back and rearrange everything that he was doing. So, but it's hard because we always look at worldly things as demonic or bad things, but sometimes our ministries are sins when we weren't called to do it. Sometimes our church is walking in sin. So I'm just learning on my path of growth that obedience and sin and falling short and walking outside of God's plan is so much deeper than 
sex, drugs, and alcohol. Um, you can lead a life that those are the tougher things to spot than the, am I going to the club and am I smoking weed? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and I think that's where a lot of people miss, like we want to experience uh, the fullness of God while we're here on earth. And I feel like a lot of people might miss his abundance while we're here because we're not doing what he's called us to do. Cause we're so busy doing everything else. <laughs> yeah. Doing everything else. But, um, so I, I love that you shared that and you talked about that because rest has definitely been something that God has, well, stillness, I'll say, has something that he's really been speaking to me about. And um, I know we have a, a common um, person that we know, Candace from Epic Fab Girl. Uh, and I'm a part of her community. And one of the things that I was really able to learn and to take away from her community is that um, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people because there's there's definitely an assignment that is on our lives and and there's going to be a season for everything and so I love that I love that and Uh, just even being able to be around different people because I think that as women sometimes I know we're going like off topic but (laughs) listening though this is good as women sometimes we find ourselves like comparing ourselves to each other and it becomes difficult to really support the successes of the other person because you're so busy comparing but when you really get like a clear understanding of like what God has for you is for you like no one else's name is on it then you can be around other successful people and really be um in support of them and happy for them and praying for them and all the things that we're supposed to be yeah. doing anyway. And so yeah. I love that um, about that community and you know, yeah. you're in that network. So I just wanted to share that. Yes, too. Candace is amazing. Epic Fab Girl is amazing. She's really big on collaboration versus competition. And here's what I'll say about this. If you're connected with the creator of the universe, you are an ever flowing fount of innovation, creativity, and innovation. And so, um, what did I say? I don't even know what I'm saying. You are an ever flowing fountain of innovation. And creativity. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was like, I was coming up with this off the top of my head. I'm like, this sounds good. No, but I do believe that if you're created to, if you're connected to the creator, you are an ever flowing fount of creativity and innovation. And so, you begin to, I believe, the more you connect with God, Um, Although you can, you know, glean ideas from other people and you can share ideas with other people, there's nothing more powerful than receiving your own blueprint from God. And so I think many of us are looking at each other and coveting each other. Something that I always tell people is you will keep what you covet. You will keep exactly what you covet. So you need to always be in a position of, creating space and creating opportunities for other people so that you can grow. Like if I keep my same job for 50 years and I don't train up somebody and train somebody to be me, then I'll probably be stuck there for 50 years because I never moved out the way so that I could grow and do something new. So um, I think like 
when it comes to comparison and, and, and comparison versus competition, it's realizing that we are all pieces of a body working together to move forward God's mission of love and justice and peace and reconciliation with the Father uh, through Jesus. And so no one's competing for anything. We're all working on the same mission together. Yeah, that is so good. Yep, I love it. I love it. So you are doing so many things. Um, <laughs> model, mom, influencer, um, singer. How how did all this kind of evolve for you? Like, did you did God give you that blueprint and you? <laughs> no. <laughs> how did no. This, how did this journey happen for you? No. So when I was little, I did know that I wanted to be an entertainer. I didn't know I could sing. So I always said, I want to be an entertainer and I want to help millions of people around the world. That's what I would say. And I would always, teachers would be like, what? Like, do you want to be a doctor or a teacher? And I would be so confused because I'd be like, no. And I'd be like, I'm talking about young. I'm talking about like second and first grade. I'm going to be an entertainer. I'm going to help people around the world. And they'd be like, okay. So, <laughs> um, so of course, you know, going through life, that was never a thing. And no one ever affirmed that. They're like, what? So I ended up uh, going to school for journalism. And then straight out of college, I actually worked for sports marketing. Really weird turn. Um, I worked for the Chicago Bulls. I worked for the Chicago Blackhawks. I worked for NASCAR and was like one of the top 10 um, executives in my field, like in the nation, like killing the game in sports marketing um, and being an account executive. And so um, 2015, I put out a song. It was my first song ever. It's that first song ever that I made um, with my producer, Jamel Kimbrough, who is also Todd Delaney's producer. Todd, um, Jamel introduced Todd to the song. Todd was like, who is this? This is great. I love it. Todd sang on the song. We released the song and it went up the billboard charts and I became a full-time worship leader. <laughs> That's like me telling the story in short, but that is kind of what happened. I got saved in high school. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't really living for the Lord, like in my early 20s. Um, and it's like I had to backtrack and really get my life together for Jesus as best as I could, because I had just recommitted my life to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, I'm this worship leader. Wow. And I'm like, I didn't even have a church, girl. I was just, I, I mean, <laughs> like I have a home church with pastors that kind of follow me through life. But at the time... Mm -hmm. It was really nuts. It was really bananas. So, um, yeah, uh, before that, I had just started going to church again, just getting kind of connected to God, was um, singing intermittently in a choir, couldn't get a solo to save my life, didn't sing, nothing. And then I released the song. And so uh, that was 20, 2014 or 20, I'm, I'm my years might be mixed up. Anyway, um, I got pregnant in 2016 with my son and I got pregnant out of wedlock and obviously everything stopped. Like I was on the books to do so many incredible things. Literally my life was taking off and I got pregnant. So I stepped down from what I was doing. And then my son came at 22 weeks, which changed the game. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. Like my plan was gently get restored. It wasn't like I was out. Yet. It was a one-time thing. So I felt in my head, like, Oh, I, you know, it was just one time, like everybody messes up here and there. I'm guilty. I'm super ashamed, but like, I'm going to get back to my life. Mm -hmm. And that 
did not happen because I ended up in the hospital with my son for the first 15 months of his life and then spending most of the last four years of his life in and out of the hospital. So a lot of people don't know that even when I'm singing, uh, administering at places, many times I'm eating off of a hospital couch and putting on my makeup in the bathroom and coming to sing. Many times I'm getting off stage and I get a call, you're sun coated. Um, and I hop back on and I sing the last few songs. I wipe my tears and I get in the car and go to the hospital. Like this is kind of what uh, the past four years of my life has been like. So yeah, um, that's, that's in bit how I became a worship leader. And my business, I started in the hospital when I couldn't tour and when I couldn't sing, I needed a way to make money. And so I started my agency out of, off of a laptop in the hospital room as a way to make ends meet because I lived in a hospital and I couldn't hop on a plane and go sing everywhere that I was, you know, do everything that I was doing before. And yeah, that is, that is kind of the, 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 the blueprint, I guess, of my life. Yeah. yeah. How, how has that, how has that been for you? Because I know that you mentioned mental illness. I know that you mentioned brokenness. And I know it, it sounds like it was like a 360 of the yeah. world and the, the ideas that you thought were going to happen in the way that you thought they were going to happen. And then them being completely different and like life altering because, you know, now it's, now it's your every day. So how, yeah. how has that been? Yeah. You know, going into the situation, I was very faith-filled and naive and what I say by that is that at this point in my life I was really used to feeling like whatever I believe and whatever I pray happens if I have faith it happens and so this was my first experience wholeheartedly believing something and it not manifested mm -hmm. and I believe that is a big chunk of what actually was running me crazy was the cognitive dissonance of declaring, speaking, believing, and not seeing. And it's one thing to declare, speak, and not see for a year. It's another, it's another thing to do that for two years. It's another thing to do that for three years. And so coming into three years of me wholeheartedly believing something and the reverse of what I was praying for and what the prophetic word said and what everyone told me and what I believed was what I saw. It uh, greatly impacted my mental health because sometimes in Christianity, when we're declaring and we're believing, we're not processing what is actually happening because we're so caught up in the glory of the future. So I'd be like, everything's great. And, that, and my son would be dying or it, I would be told today's the last day. And I would tell everybody else like, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 he's getting better. And it was because I didn't want to speak anything negative and even people in church would say, don't speak nothing. And then um, it kind of makes you rack your theology because when name it and claim it doesn't work, then you go to the courts. If, like you start to study every single different piece of Christian literature that can lead you into what you want to happen. And so it's one thing if it's a job, it's one thing if it's a car, it's one thing if it's a house, but it's your child's life. 
Mm-hmm. So there is no plan B. <coughs> there is no ulterior like plan. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. my kid has to live. Like he and so last January, I took a month off. And at that time is when all of the depression and the anger and the fear and the PTSD and all of the no sleep. I wasn't sleeping because when my son would be home, we didn't have night nursing and he has to, he was on machines and everything at home. And so I would stay up all night and then go to work at the church and I would plummet through moments where I should have sat down and cried. Yeah. I was going to say that when you were saying that, you know, speaking like faith over everything and it always has you thinking forward, it, it's not giving you the opportunity to feel like what you're feeling right then and there, what you're feeling now. And I know I just started my therapy journey like at the end of 2020, which has been amazing. <laughs> but one of the things was like, I would just keep it going. I will always a person just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And she was like, these feelings, they're still there. They're still very much there. They're, they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I um, can relate to what you're saying. So you were talking about everything just started like flooding and coming when you, when you begin to like be still as far as not yeah. singing and going around depression, disappointment, um, unforgiveness and anger towards people. Like, because because I was trying to be like, almost like perfect in a sense that, well, I don't want any generational curses. I don't want anything. I don't want any sin. Like, I don't want anything to block my kid. You know what I mean? So like, there were even people along the journey, maybe who weren't there for me or who, I had, you know, relationships that had gone bad, things like that, like romantic stuff. And I was just being nice. And so it was these things where I was realizing like, oh, I am being pleasant towards this person, but I am brewing with unforgiveness and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm angry at doctors. I'm angry at nurses. I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at God. Like I was just so angry and it turned into depression and it turned into suicidal ideation. And that is when I knew that I had to go get help. And that is when, um, a little bit after that is when we started to do the nonprofit work with my son, where literally our nonprofit just helps mothers and, and, and fathers in my position get therapy because you're so exhausted. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't, girl, I hadn't been to the doctor in years. Like I hadn't, I'd gained like so much weight and it like ended up finding out that it wasn't even, I was gaining, I wasn't even gaining weight like because I was eating a lot. It was like health issues that had just manifested from being angry and sitting around. And so, yeah, I really distracted myself with, with ministry. I really distracted myself with ministry. The more people that I, in, in giving and, and overcompensating for the life that I didn't have or the life that my son didn't get to have. Wow. And um, so it's been a journey, like a year now of, you know, first of all, mourning my expectations and also dealing with the fact that as much healing as I'm doing is as much relapsing as I'm doing as well. So, um, 
there are still moments where I feel down and I have to use all the tools that I have to get out of those spaces. Um, everyone's different. Like I talk to a lot of people that are like, I was delivered overnight. And you know, mm-hmm. that's not my story. It's been a gradual deliverance. It was to the point where I want, like I would go to places and be like, let's see if there's a demon in me. Like, I just <laughs> wanted to manifest and get yeah. it over with. And I'd be like, come on, something manifest, you know? And it didn't work that way. Every time I go try to, you know, get deliverance ministry, there's, you know, no manifestation, no deal. Like, and it's, for me, it's just been a process. It's for me, it's just been learning about my past trauma, my current trauma and how that all works together and how to receive my freedom in Christ. But part of that freedom is using the tools that he's given us and everyone it's different for everyone. Some people, the tools is therapy. Some people, the tools is just prayer. Some people is prayer and therapy. Some people is prayer therapy and medicine. Like you, um, just the realization, even for me in this process that the brain is an organ and that my brain was sick and my brain was sick because I hadn't slept in years because I constantly was worrying because I was living in cognitive dissonance and my brain was ill. And, and can you tell me, can you explain what cognitive dissonance is? Yeah. Cognitive dissonance is when it's basically lying to yourself, but it's when Christians, and we do this a lot, we're speaking something that isn't as it is, but it causes brain damage because we're essentially lying. So if I'm, my child is dying and someone says, how's Seth? And I say, oh my God, he's doing amazing. He's doing great. Uh, God is just working miracles and I just see him getting better. Like there was a better way for me to probably say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like doctors are saying it's his last day. He looks like he's dying, but I'm still praying. Like maybe I could have said, but it was this, I, it was so when you don't admit or speak about what things are, and especially if it's something traumatizing, it causes brain damage because your brain is not computing what you're saying versus what is happening. Mm-hmm. And what you're feeling. Someone had said to me, um, called this thing, um, imperfect moments, like being okay with having imperfect moments. And when I had asked her, like, what, what is that exactly? And so she was like, um, did she say imperfect moments or imperfect vulnerable moments? But she was like, it's where when when you're not okay not having not feeling like you have to say that you are okay and then not feeling like you have to have an answer to how you're going to be okay so like if you say i'm not having a good day but it's okay because god is good and this is going to work out and she was like that's different yeah not having to say all of that but just being able to say it's not a good day for me right now yes it's just not yeah yeah so what are your conversations, if I can ask, I feel like I'm prying now, your conversations with God now, like how yeah. those conversations like? Yeah, for me in this season, it's all about core of the gospel, which is love. And so, you know, it's just, I'm reading so much about love and seeing how he'll say, blah, 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 but the greatest commandment is love. You can do all that, but if you don't have love. And so um, 
there are a lot of religions. There are a lot of even different denominations of Christianity out here, right? And there's so much that we can argue on and disagree with. But I think that the one thing we can all agree on is that God is love. And so my walk prior to this was about name it, claim it, miracle signs and wonders, which I'm a proponent for all of those things. I, I will always be, that is who I am. But the bigger space is experiencing joy, experiencing peace when the world is falling around, falling apart around me and not in a fake uh, cognitive dissonance type of way, but really learning to be thankful and releasing control. Like a lot of what we do is about control and a lot of what we do in God is about control. And so we even pray in anxiety and we pray in fear because we really don't want God's will for our life. We just want God to bless all the great things that we wanna do and we wanna experience. And so my, my conversations with God in this season, it's a giant pause. And it's like looking at everything I'm doing and deciding if I'm gonna do it or not based off of love. And sometimes this means walking away from a friendship, not because that person's bad for me, but maybe I'm unhealthy for them. And I love them enough to say in this season, um, because of what I'm working through, I don't think I could be to you what you deserve. Like, cause we always think about like walking away from people as they need to get out of my life. So I can get mm -hmm. them, I can go higher and people hold me back. But when you really start to walk with God, there are a lot of weird things like, or hey, embrace this person and they're gonna stab you in the back and it's okay. I've called you to them, love them anyway. So a lot, uh, my assistant and I, you know, we've been doing a lot of slowing down um, because I, at this point, I realized that I've had a little bit of success before and I know that you can get everything that you pray for and still be miserable. Like maybe the depression manifested in this situation with my son, but it was probably always just there a little bit. And so people will be like, I'm going to move. And when I move, everything's going to get better. I used to be like, okay, when Seth heals, everything's going to get better. Or when I lose the weight, everything's going to get better. Or when I get the money, then everything, like we all have those things that when this happens, then whew, I'll be able to breathe. Mm -hmm. And that is a lie. Mm -hmm. if, if, if the inner work has not been done, you can lose the weight, you can move, you can get the job, you can get the Grammy, you can get the private jet, you can get the big minute, multi-million dollar ministry. And that's why I feel like I'm in a place where I'm like, God, please, please let me get love because love will allow me to survive anything. Even if I fall, love will catch me. Even if I'm a horrible person tomorrow, love will weed it out. And so for me, it's a big season of apologizing first, um, being completely honest with people, saying sorries that I'll probably never get a sorry back and really asking myself my motive. And if my motive is selfishness, even having to say no to certain things. So it's just been flipping me out. But what I'm learning is love is just doing without the expectation of it being reciprocated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and that's the journey that I'm personally on. Like I've, I'm at a place of peace with my son. I'm at a place of still believing for God to do amazing things and miracles, which he, he is, but I've graduated out of that space because that space was about control. The new space that I'm in is about motive and it's about even walking away from great opportunity if I can sense that love is not the driving force making it happen. Yeah, as you're talking, I keep hearing like um, wanting to do the God thing as opposed to the good thing. And it yeah. could be the good thing, you know, something that you wanted or something that somebody yeah. told you was good. Yeah. Uh, wanting to like hone in on what it is that God wants yeah. for you, you know, like ultimately that's where you're going to get your joy. Yeah. That's where you're going to get your peace. That's where you're going to get all those things. And I was listening to a sermon on Sunday and this thing that just keeps resounding in my head is um, he brought up two scriptures, Philippians 1 verse 6, where it said, um, be confident in this, that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. And like, I've heard the scripture before, like all the time, but then it's like, if I really believe that he who began the work in me will be faithful to complete it, then I'm going to follow, I'm going to do the God thing because yeah. he's going to be faithful. And then the other one was um, Psalms 27, I can't remember, 23, I think, but it's, um, uh, I am confident, I remain, I will remain confident in this that um, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And, and for me, it was like, it's, it's such a mind shift. Like it's yeah. such a change in your mind because now it's like, if I can get that, like really, really get that, like in my spirit, in my soul and in my mind, then I am good. Yeah. No matter what happens, no matter like what situation I'm in. And so like, God's just been like dealing with me like, I need you to really, really get this. And if it sounds like that's the, the same place where God has you right now, really working on like turning. And that's what it said, like the Holy Spirit, he sanctifies us. So turning our hearts towards God's yeah. will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, definitely, you definitely nailed it on the head. Yeah. I love this conversation. Um, there was something else that you said that I wanted to, um, I think I wrote it down. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you. So you released a new song. Was it it's a new album or a new song? I know it's Stronger. That's the so, song. So yeah, we did Stronger in um, right now um, working, um, there's like news that just I can't release yet, but we're working on an album, a project with a major label. And um, it's going to be, it's going to be my next project. And God is just doing some incredible things. I, I'm quiet because I can't say everything that, that's mm -hmm. going on with it. But Stronger is just a fun song that I randomly actually released on my birthday. It's, it's a, I, I made it because as like a Christian woman, I wanted something that I could like pray, but yet like work out and slightly twerk too. So <laughs> it's just kind of a vibe. It's not necessarily the style of music that you're going to find like on my CD. It's not backed by a label. I didn't market it. It was just something that I kind of wanted to do. I did, I 
did it in like one day um fluke of a thing so that was just for fun but um yeah up and coming there's just a lot um of content that i'll be releasing so i do just encourage everyone to um connect with me on instagram jessica love is i do have a new text affirmation um community that i'm building as well so we can probably put all that on the bottom of the screen or um get that out to your listeners but there is so much going on so fast that that is what's, that is what's making me just pause and make sure that my heart is in the right place because um, everything that I ever wanted access to seems to be available in this season. And so I'm just taking my time. That you just, you answered my next question. I was going to ask you, how has the new space that you're in with God influenced like your music and how you're moving in these bigger spaces? Yeah, yeah. The trajectory that God kind of showed me is that last February, I checked myself in um, to the mental institution because of the suicidal ideation that I was having. While I was in there, I ended up reading Sarah Jake's husband's book, Torrey Roberts, called Wholeness. The day that I checked out, um, one of my ex-boyfriends was in town and he works with them. And her tour happened to be in town. And I literally am walking out the doors of the, the, the mental hospital. And I go home, I shower, and then he has me meet him at this event. And I knock on the backstage door and Torrey opens the door. And he just says, hey, I'm Torrey. And I say, hey, I'm Jessica. Gave me a hug, nice to meet you. So what God was showing me like, is this was how fast the healing work that he was doing. Like one minute you, you were reading this man's book yesterday in a mental institution. Today, you're meeting him. And a year from that, I'm on a conference where I'm leading worship and speaking. Um, and his wife, you know, his wife as well as Chris Jenner are the two like keynote speakers. But it went from, it went from his book in a mental institution to meeting him the next day to a year later on a flyer with his wife. And it's not about the opportunity or the people. It's just God showing me like that he's doing something and he's doing it quickly. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that prompted me to reach out to you is because I think on Clubhouse, um, so my husband isn't an artist, um, but he's in oh, a cool. season. Yeah, he's in a season of, um, you know, realigning with what yeah. God wants him to do and you were talking about how like how when you are in in line with God doors open that you couldn't have imagined like sometimes we're doing so much work on our own trying to achieve stuff yeah but, um I don't know if you want to, to talk a little bit about that. Cause I think it's so, I think there's a couple of things, a lot of things that is so important about your story is number one, you're sharing um, that you went and got help for the mental space that you were in. And I think so many people don't do that. Like they just, they try to battle it on their own um, and then worried about what other people, especially when you're out, like when people, yeah. You know, you start worrying about what other people are thinking. Yeah. Um, but then also, you also um, are talking about how a, a surrender happened. Like you released 
step these things to the Lord. And instantly he just starts opening door. He reminds you that he loves you. He reminds you that like he has you. And it's crazy because it seems so difficult to surrender and to be still, but I've experienced the moment I do do that, he just shows up and I'm like, why am I like (laughs) struggling? Yeah. Yeah, So I think think it's the truth that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And it's so hard to see that because we just always want to deal with what's in front of us, but truly and it's hard because I don't want to go against like the rules, right? And the rules are work hard, grind. But that's not my story. And I don't want to have to lie about it to fit in. Um, everything that I've ever done that has been great, 90% of that stuff has been miracles. Like I don't want to be cliche, but it is true for me. Like I haven't worked for hours and years on my voice. Like when I, the first song I ever did went up the billboard charts, like a rookie, I could barely even sing that well, in my opinion. Um, everything has just been randomly, my fingers broke. So Benny, that really hurt. <laughs> randomly in the right place at the right time, And so I know that your favorite influencers are gonna tell you about all the work that you have to do. Not Candace though, cause she'll she'll tell you. Candace will will get you all the way together. But um, most of the goodness that has manifested in my life is supernatural. I I can't lie, I can't lie. And it's not a fake, like I can't take credit, but I really can. So, I guess what I want to say to everyone out there is that the odds were against me when I had a baby out of wedlock and my kid was sick, dying. And to everyone, it looked like I was nothing. And I've even been told by a pastor that I was nothing and I would never be anything. Um, And so all my story is is a all my story is is a realization to anyone out there who is broken that God can that's it Like, I should not be alive. My son should not be alive. I should not be able to laugh or experience joy. I should be homeless. I like, and, and, you know, I have been a lot of these different things in the process of this journey, but the fact that I am sane and okay is a miracle. So for me, my story is for the underdog. It's why I'm so sensitive towards not being the mean girl, not being the uber fabulous girl all the time. I'm here for the underdog. I'm here for the person who can't. I'm here for the person who doesn't have it. 
who doesn't have it. So that's my story. That's my story. And I wasn't always in that position. Like before I got pregnant, I kind of had a little above average life and had opportunities allotted to me that allowed me to do great things. But once I really started living for God, those things were stripped of me and the Holy Spirit had to take over. And in the midst of brokenness, of course, sis, I didn't see it. But looking back, like God was in everything, holding it together. Seriously. And I can't wait to see what he continues to do. I love that. I love that. And I, oh, I just keep hearing he who began a good work in me yeah. will be faithful to complete it. And yeah. so yeah. I don't even have anything else to say. I'm like, <laughs> I know I'm in this chill mode today. I feel bad. I'm usually like on fire, but I said, no, um, I wanted to start coming and showing up me. Like, yes, I can beat this face to oblivion, but there's a lot of that out there. And I, I love a good glam, but I really just, I want people to see like the vessel, you know, just like, so I know I came a little chill today, but I'm just really in, in an effort just to be my authentic self with you guys. Because if we're, if I'm not myself, then I will never have an opportunity to help who is supposed to be attracted to who I am. You know, so that's why it's so important for me to not, so sometimes I'm a little goofier than the average. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little, I'm a little everything. I'm a little ratchet. And people are like, all right, because I, if you don't like it, it's because baby, I wouldn't cough to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a pastor friend a little bit ago say something and you've seen my profile i'm not hoochie i don't got my cakes out i ain't got my chest out i'm pretty i'm pg-13 but whatever it is i had on something that wasn't even tight but showed the outline i guess of my shape someone had reached out to a pastor about it and i said sis tell them to delete me block me and read their bible just go go read so that's my new thing like if you don't like it it's cool just go read your bible don't look at me. Just go look at the Lord. Go look at the word. <laughs> because I'm here for know Jesus. And I'm not, it's not that I'm not here for the church and that I don't love to serve the church. And it's not, it's, I'm not, I'm called to serve the church. But my bigger call is to reach those who don't know the love of God, who've never met him or had an experience with him. So I'm not going to forsake my call to please the church. Girl, because you're doing a God thing. You're not doing a good thing. Yeah. You're not doing the thing that everybody says you should be doing. And I think I love that because Instagram, it'll have you feeling that pressure that you got to be looking a certain kind of way all the time. Every other week, I'm like, I'm done with this social media. Right. <laughs> I just can't keep up. I really can't. Like, <laughs> And so I love that because behind all the pictures and behind all those different things and, and the the quote unquote grind is the, is the real person yeah. that is there every day. Yeah. So I thank I'm you. I'm trying to show up as her more often. <laughs> yeah. I thank you for showing up as her. I get to see, is it Jess or Jessica? <laughs> Jess. Jess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you so much, Jess, for coming on and sharing oh, your story. Oh, I'm so excited for you and what God is doing 
within and through you. Keep going. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your husband. Do you have kids? I have five. <laughs> Girl, I got five. Four I had. One is my bonus. <laughs> be praying for you. Be praying. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be praying for you and just covering you. Um, but I love what you're doing. So thank you for having me, sis. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, can you let everyone know how they can reach you? Yeah. Maybe yeah. My favorite thing. Yeah. My favorite thing for people to do is to connect with me on the ground because then you can connect to everything from there. Um, but you can obviously go to Spotify and subscribe to me, Jessica Love. But if you go to my website, jessicalovis.com, you can see videos of me leading worship, you can see videos of me speaking and preaching. You can book me for events. Um, but my day-to-day -day life and behind the scenes and just chilling laid back with me is on Instagram. So please connect with me uh, there. Thank you so much for being on. It has been such a good pleasure. I can't wait to um to listen black listen back. <laughs> To the things that we've been talking about because I just feel like you know the spirit of God has just been moving and there's just so much meat mm -hmm. in this and so I appreciate you sharing your journey with us today thank you beautiful queen I look forward to the next time we connect and we chat ladies did you enjoy that episode or what did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos, and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to, align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.